Remember, kid, there's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Yo, don't you know it's time? You know, you know those guys. The ones you trust and the clutch. They the go-to guys. One name's on your mind when the game's on the line. The ones you trust and the clutch. They the go-to guys. Yo. Legends never die. Uh. 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 again it feels good to be back i'm your boy space having to go to guys man shout out to my boy rest in peace to mr one more round man we will always keep your legacy going we keep you alive over here that was my co-host mario kaleo shout out to mr one more round but do me a favor, everybody who's listening, rocking with your boy, the go-to guys. Pull out them phones right now. Follow me on your social media platforms. Follow me on Twitter at I am the real space. Follow me on Instagram at I am the real underscore space. And follow Go2 Guys Radio on all your social media platforms. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Go2 Guys Radio. And as always, we'd like to welcome all of our listeners from the Under the Hood podcast with Sir Jonathan Hood. Who, who, who? We thank y'all. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Y'all already know what it is. Oh man, I feel full. I got a good show for y'all today. Got a surprise guest on the line. He's gonna join me for the first segment. But before I even get there, let me do my shout-outs real quick. Shout out. As always, shout out to Wifey and the kids. Everything I do, I do for y'all. Shout out to Late Doc, Nana, Poppy. Huh. Shout out to Candy Gomez. Candy girl. <laughs> That's my girl. Shout out Candy, man. Shout out Jay Hood. Shout out everybody here at the media school, man. I feel turned up. Your boy Space is back. Feeling good. Oh, man, I got a good show for y'all. We're going to talk some playoff ball. We're going to talk everything that's going on. Start with the Bulls. Then we gonna, I'm, I'm going to let my special guest chime in with his special report about the playoffs. Don't even worry about that. We're going to get into that. But we got a good show for y'all today. So, without further ado, let me introduce my boy that's on the line. My brother, he is calling in all the way from Kentucky. But he's a big-time sports fan. I got my boy, I'm going to say it's government out there, my boy Christopher on the line. But you can call him Fur. Fur, how you feeling today, man? Hey, what's up, man? Definitely feeling <laughs> good. Definitely great to be on, you know? Yes, um, sir. Blessing, blessing to be on with the go-to guys when Come you on. say that. Come on. Because y'all always doing your thing. You always on here, turfed up, always got me excited. So, yeah, you already know I love talk sports with you, my brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, we going to get into it. Uh, shout out to Fur, man. We going to talk sports. You already know. And that man out there close to the the where the Cincinnati Bengals? You out there with them? Them boys that right, came Right in, down the street. <laughs> right up the street. That boy, Joey B., Oh man, Ice Joey, oh smooth! <laughs> I became Got a this fan. Whole city turned up. <laughs> whole city feeling it, huh? <laughs> yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, let's get right into it. We gonna start with the Bulls. We gonna give this shot town action. So just listen up. I'm gonna play this real quick plug in. Let me know what you think. 
we're in the playoffs. They want to taste something. Are they going to get anything? Yeah, I think, so. I, think it's a, I think it's a long shot, Cam. Um, what I would say is, uh, as far as the overall season, I agree with you. I, I've made this argument before. If the Bulls had flipped this script and maybe started slowly and then ascended to a six seed with 46 victories, people would be going crazy they given would. where this franchise has been over the past few years. So you do have to have some perspective. I do think it's a little disappointing for the Bulls' perspective, if you're a fan, that they've uh, drawn the Bucks because, to me, there's no worse matchup beyond the fact this is the defending world champion. Just stylistically, it's a bad matchup for the Bulls. So it likely, from my perspective, is going to end pretty quickly and possibly non-competitively. So it's just going to kind of continue this overall vibe that's kind of pervaded these last few weeks of the regular season. Mm. What, What big words that he said right there. Shout out to Cap. That's my guy Cap from the Cap and J Hood show. And that's on his new TV show called Unfiltered. But that was Cap with Casey Johnson, who is the Bulls insider. Was he listening for? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And overall, um, he's right. (laughs) We got Buck first. It really do suck. They've had our number for the past couple years. Um, They got Giannis over there. Uh, We're banged up right now. Uh, yeah, I don't see us really um, being too much competitive. I think that we are going to surprise a lot of people. The Rosa, Levine, and White, I think, is going to be a big X factor if he could have a good series. But overall, I mean, we may pull out two games. You know what? And, and it's crazy that you mention these names. So in particular, Cap goes on, and he's very, very big on Kobe White being the X factor of this series. And you threw out that name, Kobe White. So you kind of agree. In order for the Bulls to have success, it's going to require an excellent series from Kobe White. That's Is that what you're thinking over there? Yeah, most definitely. He's going to have to take some of the pressure off of um, Levine, off of DeRosa, uh, who's going to be – Pressure, you know, 24-7. Um, we're going to have doubles at different times. Uh, Vucevic is going to have a tough matchup down there with Lopez. You know, um, so, yeah, White's going to have to definitely show up in this matchup, take some of the pressure off, force um, Drew Holiday to, um, you know, stick him. Mm-hmm. Ab- absolutely. And you know what? So, I agree that Kobe White is huge because the Bucks, if they have one weakness – they do struggle with giving up the three-pointer. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to their defense, they yeah. struggle with the outside shot. So I do agree that Kobe White would be a huge X factor. But I think, in my opinion, so Patrick Williams last game dropped 35 points. He, he did a full 41 minutes, so that's huge to see him playing now full-time. But he dropped 35 points. I think in order for the Bulls to have any shot, I do think that Kobe White has to be on fire. I agree with that. But I think more so, I think it's Patrick Williams. I think he's the X factor. So we know what we're going to get from Levine. And we need a big step. You know, he's battling back injuries. Uh, DeRozan, he just a little old, you know, got got some miles on him legs. So definitely, I'm glad he yeah. had a little bit of time to rest. Uh, Vooch, we need an excellent game. You got to play big down there. You can't get beat up. Like you say, he's going against Lopez, who's just on fire. He's shooting, red, you know, lights out from the arc. And also just, he, he's, a, he's a bruiser down there. So... You're going against a true vet in Lopez. But Patrick Williams, the kid got to – he has to make – just how he played last game, we need more of that because he's – I think he's going to have to start. 
and then he's going to be the primary defender on Giannis. Now, I don't think he's going to shut Giannis down, but you need to slow Giannis down and also make Giannis play defense on the other end. That's how you really wear him down. So you If can't... you could stretch Giannis out of that paint, come on, that would be a big help. <laughs> that exactly. would be a big help. Exactly, because but... down there, help defense, he, he's something special. Yeah, but overall, I mean, Milwaukee defense overall is just um, some out of that protecting the paint. That's why they're vulnerable on the three. Yeah. You know, they vote to protecting that paint. Everybody at all costs. They don't give up nothing inside. So that's why they made vulnerable to the three. But the problem comes into play, we haven't been a consistent three-point shooting team, especially as of late since the All-Star break. Man. And- we, we're not that we – can't, we can't hit consistently behind the arc and – you know, that's very problematic against uh, Milwaukee. You know, and I agree with that. It, like you said, since the All-Star break, uh, since let me go take it further. Since Lonzo went down, I think, yeah. uh, <laughs> and that's been a while, but since Lonzo went down, the team you got has a three-point shooter. Come on, man. He, he is the best three-point shooter by far. Uh, Kobe White, when he was on at the beginning of the season, he, he was on. So you can make the argument that Kobe and Lonzo were the best three-point shooters. But ever since Lonzo has been out, it seems like they're struggling with finding the stroke. Now, I do think Vooch, he went dry for quite some time. I do think Vooch has now found his game. Now that he's playing inside out, you know, he was too, I think he was too perimeter oriented uh, at the beginning of the season. And, you know, just. Yeah, I, I can agree with that too. You know what I'm saying? He, he definitely was um, trying way too much from, you, you too big of a body to be playing out there like that. Exactly. You need to go ahead and let your body do the work early. And, you know, later in the game, teams are going to be slacking on you. People are going to be slacking. Then the three is going to be open. All exactly. these um, deeper shots going to be open. Exactly. But against Milwaukee, whew, that's going to be a tough task. For, it's just the way they defense, you know, especially since last year, that playoff run all the way, and they carried that momentum through this year. Stay consistent defensively inside. They're just so selfish and stingy. Oh, and, and, and just going, they're so deep. They got my boy Javon Carter. Shout out to Proviso East's own. You know, he comes off, gives them a nice lift from the three. You got Bobby Portis, who was originally drafted from Chicago, who we let go, by the way, for <coughs> we wanted to keep Cristiano Felicio. Oh, my goodness. Nobody. Come on, why in the world did we decide to pay Felicio over paying Bobby Portis, who's arguably, he he can't compete. If it wasn't for the fact that Lopez missed so much time, he could have competed for the Sixth Man of the Year uh, award, you know, because he's a, off that bench, he's a Bob, crowd Bobby's favorite. a killer. And he's a goon. Yeah. Like you said. <laughs> he's a killer. He, he can stretch the floor, and he got a nice low post game with a nice little fadeaway there. Bobby just got game all And he hustles. He hustles all 24-7 from the time. He always out there hustling, scrapping, and, you know, he, he brings so much energy on the floor. Bobby, Bobby's nice. And that Milwaukee team overall, you know, they got the best perimeter defender in Drew Holiday. Yeah. They have, um, in my opinion, the best player in Giannis out of the Cooper. I think he's the best player in the league. Mm. And then all the others, you know, Middleton, you know, I know he could be streaky, most definitely. But Middleton, when he's on, hey, he's he's definitely, definitely real tough to deal with. 
Oh, I mean, but he's a he's a true scorer. He's 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 all star. It's caliber talent when he's absolutely, on. <laughs> absolutely. He, I mean, a big body, six seven, long, and um, you know, he, he defends too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great defender, and his scoring is a, he's a three level scorer, so he can he can shoot the three, he can mid range you to death, and he can drive. So Middleton can't create his own shot. But I think what you said a moment ago, Drew Holiday. He scares me so much. That man so right scary. there. Oh, and that, that's your boy. I know that's your boy. But Drew Holiday, uh, he's so, first off, he's underrated. By far one of the best, like you put, on-ball defenders, especially at that point guard position. In the league. In the league. I don't think, I don't think you get much better than that. I think the matchup of Drew Holiday and Lonzo would have been epic in the playoffs. So, I, you know, I think he's he right there, his – Defensive ability, just a ball hawk when you think about Drew Holiday. But he's so long, And too. he's always destroyed the Bulls. Yeah. You can go all the way back to Derrick Rose days. When he played the Bulls, he's always destroyed the Bulls. Yeah, I Drew, agree. Yeah, he's just – and another thing about Drew is his offense could um, catch fire and he get the time. What? He's and- another one that could shoot him from deep. He could get you to the hole. He can beat you off the dribble, and he creates for everybody. That's the key right there. He is the bona fide point guard. Like you say, he creates for everybody. So when you have a point guard that is pass first, which Drew Holiday is, but he's also like he's, he's going to get his. That's the one thing. you Period. Drew ain't the Drew of old. Drew is going to give you 16, 17, or more with the seven, eight assists. Not to mention a couple steals, some, you know, maybe a block in there, but he's going to give you that full 150% energy that you need and that you're looking for as a coach. So uh, Drew Holiday is one of the most bona fide point guards in the league. So he really scares me. But but with all this being said, okay, we know it's going to be a tough series. How do you see the series playing out? How many games do you have Chicago winning? We both agree that they, they're not going to win the series, correct? Yeah, they're overmatched in the series, and I got Chicago going down to five. Five. So you – you give them one one game. <laughs> yeah, we 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 gonna win one. We definitely not getting swept. I don't care what nobody say or think. We not getting swept. Uh, but that's probably gonna be the only one we get. Uh, man, they, uh, they they got way too much over there, and we don't have enough. You know, I'm a, I'm gonna go back to space with my reference. I give the boys one and a P. <laughs> one one and a possible. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> I'm telling you, I give the Bulls one game and a possible. And that possible really depends on all the others stepping up and playing the best ball they have ever played. Once again, I'm your boy Space. I got fur on the line joining me all the way from Kentucky. Send me a message to my social media platforms. I need to hear what you guys think. How many games do you give the Bulls? Or are you one of those diehard fans that actually thinks that the Bulls can pull this out? Please let me know. You got to interact with me. I need to hear from you. So that's the end of the first quarter when I come back. Fur, you mind staying on the line with me? I'm going to have you around for one more segment, all right? Yeah, most definitely. I'll be here. And when we come back, we're going to talk the matchup that he really wants to get into. We're talking at Brooklyn versus the Celtics. Oh, my goodness. going to be so epic. That's next here on the Go-To Guys with Boy Space. Facts.
You are now listening to the go-to guys on SportstownChicago.com. here for quarter number two shout out to, to that man with that epic voice man my partner rest in peace mc man we love you down here brother we miss you while you guys are listening follow me on my social media platform follow me on twitter at i am the real space follow me on instagram at i am the real underscore space and also go follow go to guys at go to guys radio on instagram facebook and twitter and as always we like to welcome all of our listeners from the underhood podcast with sir jonathan hood who 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 we thank y'all we love y'all we appreciate y'all you already know what it is but i still got my I mean, special guest, special guest all the way from Kentucky. I got my boy Fur on the line that's joining me to come here and talk some old basketball. Fur, you there? Yeah, most definitely. All right, let's get right into it, man. The series of, man, I I don't want to call it the series of the year, but this, the hype around this series is huge. The Boston Celtics versus the Nets. I mean, first and foremost, I got to just have you weigh in. What are your expectations from this series? Uh, Boston's about to dominate Brooklyn. I, <laughs> this hype is overrated. Did you it's just completely say that? overrated. I wish I had a about to dominate here. Brooklyn. Uh, 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 uh. I'm telling you, did you just say yeah. Boston is about to dominate Brooklyn? They're about to dominate these boys. Just Please. like they've been Please explain. doing all year. <laughs> because explain. when you look at the when you look at the Brooklyn team, mm-hmm. uh, it revolves around two players: Kyrie, Kevin Durant. That's it. Defensively, overall, they're a mediocre defense. They're middle of the road defensive team overall. Okay, so that's just facts. Against the Celtics, middle of the road defensively ain't gonna cut it. And against our defense, which is the best defense in the league, we're. In the, you know, what Kyrie just did against Cleveland, you're not doing that against Marcus Smart. Mm. Kyrie and Kevin Durant are arguably the two best offensive players in the game. Mm. But against the Celtics defense, you got Smart, Brown, and Tatum, all of them covering y'all 24-7, everywhere you go. Mm. It's, it's, it's a different monster. And Boston is a different monster. And they're about to prove their dominance right now in this series. I think this hype is overrated. You know what? So so here's – okay. Let me say this. I think you hit it right on the head with the key. And, and one of the keys to this series, I believe Boston goes as Marcus Smart goes. And that's just my personal opinion. I believe that Marcus Smart is more vi- – with the exception of Williams and what he brings on the defensive end, I think Marcus Smart is the ultimate uh, coach's player. You know, he's that veteran pre- uh, presence that's there to calm everybody down. You know, he's more of the Chris Paul of that team. You know, so I I think, granted, you need Jason Tatum. You need that scoring. You need that yeah. athleticism. You need Jalen Brown. Need the score. Need the athleticism. Oh, yeah, you, two great players. You need them. I think Marcus Smart is the X factor. If he doesn't come in and have that veteran presence to be able to settle people down, I don't think they have a shot. Now, 
With that being said, so if we played a game of matchups, you said Marcus Smart. Okay, so we put him on Kyrie. You know, that's what we're assuming, right? Smart on Kyrie. Okay. Okay. Now, you say Kyrie killed last game. Think about it. He went 11 for 11 in the first half. Yeah, he destroyed. Uh, destroyed. You think he Marcus Smart is a uh, icer for Kyrie? I'm talking about a lockdown, or you're just he's somebody who could slow him down? There is no such thing as a lockdown for Kyrie or Kevin Durant. That's just honest. <laughs> there is no such thing. The I things agree. Kyrie Irving could do with the ball <laughs> to create space, and even if he doesn't create enough space, even with big defenders on him, being able to hit right in their face, fading away, doing anything, like his his shot creating, his shot shooting, making, whatever you want to call it, is amazing. So you cannot stop him. But you can slow him down, hmm. which is what Smart does to people's best point guards. He slowed him down. He's been doing it all year. He's always the top defender. No different, honestly, in my opinion, no different than Drew Holiday, except he's he's more um, emotional with it. Hmm. You know, he let his emotions um, um, run through the game, and that, that fire that he likes himself likes the team. And overall, it's going to be a – Brooklyn has a better chance since Williams not playing. That's why they're going to win maybe two games, in my opinion, because Williams not playing. But as an overall team, they they're not good defensively, and um, y'all y'all go around two players. So you know, and I like what I've been seeing from Brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brown been balling for Brooklyn. Oh yeah, hey, I like what I've been seeing from him. But they team overall, they they don't have enough, and they mediocre defensively. So so you're saying. Without Williams, and we're pretty much coming to the conclusion that Williams will not play in this series. Even without Williams, you're only giving Brooklyn two games? Yeah. Yeah, if they had Williams, they would have dominated Brooklyn. It would literally be domination over Brooklyn because overall they don't have defense. That That is going to be a killer against a team like Boston, Milwaukee, uh, even Miami and uh, Philly, you know, th- those top four teams right there in the East, that's a killer when you don't have defense. I agree. They got too much. I agree. I, I agree that Brooklyn, if you have the one big glaring weakness when it comes to Brooklyn, is their defense. They do, you know, it's a lot of – Kevin Durant is best at help defense. You know, he's – think last game he had about, what, four blocks? So, uh, yeah, Kevin Durant, he had a lot of blocks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you got Claxon back there, who's who's better defensively for them. Uh, you know, of course, they use Drummond. Uh, that's a different monster. When he's in there, he's going to get rebounds. And uh, he's he's good on the glass and good at putbacks. Uh, he's more of an offensive force. Uh, but Claxon is there for the defense. Uh, but I do agree. If there's one glaring problem with Brooklyn, it is the defense. However, on that offensive end, and, and, and I will say that – even without Williams, now I believe they need Williams, but even without mm-hmm. Williams, uh, the Celtics have great defense. Like you said, they have great on the ball defenders and and Marcus Smart and uh, Jalen. Uh, come on now, and then Jalen Brown, Tatum. They great on the ball defenders in those. And I, I don't know what you're going to. Derek White. White is that's so that's what I was getting to. White, I believe, has to play magnificent in order for them to really. Beat them. You know, he has to play big because, 
you're missing something with Williams. I I think Williams, I mean, I think he could have been defensive player of the year. He could have been up there, you know, with. Yeah, most definitely. You know, with, with the, the way season his, that he played. The way his, yeah, and the way his um, um, run protection dictates the game, you know. Yeah. At times, you just literally can't get in the hole when he's around, <laughs> no matter what you do. Yeah. I mean, he, he his defense impacts the game. To me, almost second to none in the league, the way he goes. Mm. And a big statement. So that those are big shoes to fill. That's the whole thing. And it's one thing to fill the shoes for a game. Okay, you know, they, they matchups, play the matchups. We put Al Horford in there. We put White up in there. You know, it's one thing to fill the shoes for a game. You got to do this game in, game out against a whole series. Yeah. That's and I think Grant Williams tough. is going to have to step up big um, coming off the bench for Boston. I think a lot of people gonna have to step up big offensively. You know, defensively, we there. Oh, we've proven it all year. Offensively, you're gonna need quite a few people that's gonna need to step up. But overall, we're playing Brooklyn. <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> and they're not a defensively minded team. They, they, you know, Brown he puts in the effort of defense. They got a couple players that puts in the effort on defense. Mm -hmm. But overall, they're, they're not a they're not a team that. Um, um, moves off of defense. They 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 hope to outscore you. Absolutely, can absolutely, you? and I can agree. You, can you outscore? Bruce Brown is is a big X factor with them guys. I love his energy and effort. I mean, he remind me of Javante Green for the Bulls. So I, I like Bruce Brown. But let me throw this last question out here: curveball. If mm -hmm. Ben Simmons plays for Brooklyn, does that change anything for you? Yeah, it's gonna be easier for Boston. <laughs> this boy ain't played all year. <laughs> Are you serious? You gonna talk him in against the Celtics at this time? No, you you gonna be in trouble because now we could double up Kevin Durant, Kyrie. What you gonna do offensively? We'll go ahead and try to drive to the hole <laughs> if you remember how to. And overall, I mean, come on, we will attack him defensively. I know his defense is supposed to be top-notch and everything. You want to put him on Tatum, yo, we're going to attack him. You want to put him on Brown, we're going to attack him because you ain't played all year. Let's see what you got. But yeah. overall, I think that helps Foster. I mean, he can't do nothing offensively. And had your mind gotten right sitting out a whole year or some change? Mm. Big, big words there. Big words. I, man, once again, I'm your boy Space. I got my man Fur on the line. We're talking Brooklyn versus the Celtics. I, you heard from Fur. You heard from me. I mean, I need to hear from you guys. But, Fur, give me your last prediction. You got Boston winning the series. What does the series go to? What, you said game six? It, yeah, it goes to it. Six games? I, I, I see. Yeah, I see Marcus Smart stepping on their logo. Just like Kyrie <laughs> did last year, so game six. Walking wow. Out. And, and it's crazy that you – I'm going the exact opposite. I'm going six games. You're right. I, I, but I'm going to give Brooklyn the edge. I, I don't think you can – Brooklyn <laughs> will not sweep the Celtics. But I, I don't see them lose. I just think they're too talented. Uh, but in the same breath, if they don't come playing defense – then it, it can definitely go Boston's way. So I, I do hear everything you're saying. The playoffs slow down. You have to be defensive-minded in the playoffs. So I think uh, Brooklyn uh, changing the whole game plan. Uh, Steve Kerr got to change things and get them uh, guys ready mentally. But they have to focus on defense and let the offense come. So, I you know, I think it's going to be one hell of a series. 
but I got Brooklyn winning it. And once again, send us a message to the social media platform. We got to hear from you guys. Who do you got winning this series? You going with Brooklyn like me? Are you going with fur and you picking Boston? Let me know. Celtics, I got to hear from y'all. <laughs> man, whoa, it's going to be a series. You heard from us, man. That's how we feeling. Fur, any last words for the people, man? And tell them where they can find you at on your social media platforms. Yeah, um, you can follow me on Facebook at Chris Hilliard, or you can follow me on TikTok at Chris Hill0789. And, uh, you know, I think it's about to be a wonderful, wonderful playoff. Um, I think it's about to be one of the best rounds that we've had in a very long time. It's about to be great, wonderful, and I'm excited. Let's go. <laughs> dope, dope. Man, that was my boy Fur who joined me, man. I appreciate you. We got to have you back on the show real soon here, man. We're going to, after everything settles in the playoffs, so we definitely got to have you back on here and we get to recap of everything, man. Yeah, I, if if you win it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm always down. You already know. Just let facts, me know. Facts, facts. Well, I'm your boy Space. It is half time man when I come back we gonna get into some Chi-Town White Sox talk man they playing right now but we gonna talk about them socks and that's next here on the go-to guys with your boy Space facts after some work on the mound Kyle Crick against Jesse Winker high and deep into the night sky Adam is back at the track angle jumps his first three at bats saw five pitches from Robbie Ray. Late in the game, you figure you want to take doubles away. Tim to right field. Hanniger back at the track. Bring him home. You can take doubles away. You can't take that away. It's five to three. Well, he's held Luis Robert pretty well in check tonight. Robert squares this one up. Right center. Back to back. T.A. and Luis. And that on a raw night here on the south side of Chicago still raining here so it's up to Adam Frazier on the ground Hendricks does it himself and the Sox win 6-4 your final score on a soggy night in Chicago White Sox right now with your boy Space. After the go-to guys here, make sure you follow me on my social media platform. Follow me on Twitter at IamTheRealSpace. Follow me on Instagram at IamTheReal underscore space. And go follow go-to guys at GoToGuysRadio on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, we like to welcome all our listeners from the Under the Hood podcast with Sir Jonathan Hood. Who, who, who? We thank y'all. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Y'all don't know what it is. Who? Now we talking Chicago White Sox baseball. Did you hear that? How can you not get hyped and excited when we talking Chicago White Sox baseball? Look, with an exception of what's happening right now, <laughs> because the Sox are currently playing. They're still playing uh, in uh, Seattle, playing against Seattle, excuse me, playing here in Chicago. But the score currently is three to one. Seattle's winning in uh, 
at the top of the eighth. The eighth is about to start, so Sox still got time to change things and, and uh, you know, come out of here with the dub. But yesterday's game was absolutely awesome if you haven't seen it. If you weren't watching, the Sox pulled out the W against, again, the Mariners uh, with a 6-4 win. Dallas Keuchel got his first W of the year. I mean, he pitched five innings, gave up six hits, three ERs, so three errors, and five strikeouts. Really good outing from Keuchel. That's a, I mean, you can't ask for more. You know, he maybe he stayed in just a tad too long because they started to rip him uh, at the end of that fifth. But, uh, you know, he still put out a great outing, so you can't complain. But the bats is really what got you excited right now. Tim Anderson, with four at-bats, a three-hit night, and then one of them was a home run. He was only a triple short of the cycle. So Tim Anderson is balling, and the lineup is so important when he's in there. When Tim is in the lineup, it's just so deep because you you go from Tim, Tim Anderson, then you got Luis Robert. Arguably one of the best center fielders in the game. And that's legit. Defensively, I don't think it's a competition. But when you mention his bat and the fact that, you one, you can't throw a fastball past him. And if you do, it's going to go 900 feet. And that's a fact. I mean, he also had a home run in the game. Him and uh, Tim Anderson went back to back. So that's, I mean, just dope. Uh, but so you go to Luis Roberts, who is just maybe our best fastball hitter. And then... Our power hitter is not even going right now in Jose Abreu. He's not hitting right now. You know, he, he, he just just finding his legs, trying to get him up under him for the season, but he's not really hitting. So, you know, this lineup, when it when it's fully healthy, you know, uh, Eloy went out last game. You know, he, he hit the ball off his ankle after he hit a home run. First off, let me say that. Eloy hit a home run also, and then his next at-bat, he foul tipped it off his ankle, end up striking out, so he had to uh, leave the game. Uh, but the lineup, when healthy, is just dominant. I like Grandall being a catch. He can catch, but I prefer him to DH because my man's – what is his name? The young kid that we just got. Oh, my goodness. That boy has been on fire behind the plate. Um, getting his one second. Oh, McGuire. Huh. Reese McGuire. That man, he stops everything. He he shows you how a catcher is supposed to do. Full body, you know, he, he blocks everything. It's rare. It seems like you're going to get a pass ball. I don't think he caught this. Today is his third game, and I'm a fan. I mean, he, at the catcher position, put him in. I let Grandal DH all day. But put Reese McGuire behind the plate because he – he threw out somebody from his knees off a bounced ball. <laughs> I mean, the, the announcer, Lynn Casper, they thought it, they caught it. That's how quick the release was when it just straight from the glove to second, but the ball bounced first. That's so hard to do. If you've never been a catcher, you don't know how hard that is. That is absolutely hard to do. So I'm just, the Sox right now got it going. That Once again, going through the lineup. Tim Anderson, Luis Robert, Jose Abreu. Once Abreu gets on, oh my goodness, it's a wrap. You got Grandall, who, again, excellent at bat, left-handed hitter. We need that power. So, Grandall, huge. 
Elo Jimenez. Who are you going to pitch to up in here? Who can you intentionally walk? Because it's just stacked. Elo hit a home run last game. Grandar doesn't hit a home run this season already. So who can you? Danny Mendick. That's your your weak link right now. You know him, uh, Liori Garcia. That kind of weak links at the moment, but that's at least until Moncada comes back. Uh, Jake Berger, solid bat, solid bat. So you know you can't really pitch around him. Going to Gavin Sheets. Gavin Sheets. I mean, just a young kid with power. Stop playing. Adam Engel, who had maybe the play of the night yesterday, that it was a bomb hit to center field. And Engel got timed his jump so perfectly. It was a home run. It was it was guaranteed over the fence. But he timed his jump so perfectly, caught the ball, and brought it back. In the to keep it in the field of play. Wow, what a play! Really saved that that from being a home run. So Adam Engel is just and his batting has really increased. Just it's hard to pitch to him now. You know, Engel is a solid contact hitter, but he's the guy who can hit it to first base and beat it out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, wheels out of this world. Just speed, speed for days. So I'm loving Engel Vaughn. Oh. Andrew Vaughn has been in a talk so much as of late because everybody wants him. <laughs> everybody wants the kid, Andrew Vaughn. He's a great hitter, power hitter, power. Just It doesn't seem like he's swinging that hard, but the ball just leaves the bat, absolutely explodes off the bat. So to see Andrew Vaughn, all our kids is what I'm thinking of. And not to, not to disrespect him calling him a kid, but our young boys, Andrew Vaughn, uh, Gavin Sheets, uh, I mean, just uh, Danny Mendick is not a young guy, but he's definitely he's a he's a place placeholder, you know. Danny Mendick, uh, Leori Garcia, another placeholder. People who are solid until everybody comes back. Moncada can't wait to see him back. Uh, Pollock, you don't know how long Pollock is going to be out. And Pollock, right now, I was starting to like him. He's a left-handed hitter. Power hitter, strong hitter, uh, pretty good fielder. I think I'm worried if he's going to stay healthy. I think that's the key. With all the injuries that the Sox are uh, experiencing, when you when you think about starting pitching, oh my goodness, you know. And and uh, before I even get that far, Liam Hendricks, what are we going to do? I I used to love Liam when he was with the Oakland A's. I used to love Liam. I, I just couldn't wait for us to get him. And he had a lot of saves last year, but he scares me. It, it seemed like he got to make every game close. And then he already blew a save so far. You know, he was able to come out with the win last game. So, you know, appreciate it. You did your job uh, with the save, came up with the save. So we appreciate it. But it, it seemed like you got to make the games tight. You got to make them close. And, and that's really a closer should, should go three, three pitches. I mean, three uh, outs. One in it. It seems when we try to put more on Liam and ask him to go more, you know, if we put him in the eighth to continue out through the ninth, it seems that's when he really struggles. Whenever we ask him to pitch more than the one in it. But then again, <laughs> two games ago, he almost blew a save and you only pitched the eighth. So, I mean, I don't know. He scares me so much. Uh, but the Sox. I love to see what Tony is doing with these guys. It seems like he got them fired up. Uh, Josh Harrison, I love what he brings to the team. Just 
another hustle guy, another utility guy who can play everywhere. You know, he's been playing third base uh, when Berger didn't play and when Makata's um, out of the lineup because he's still hurt. You was able to put Josh Harrison at third, who was going to be our starting second baseman. And mind you, shout out to the Chicago White Sox, who have the only African-American tandem at the double play when it comes to second baseman and a shortstop, when it comes to Josh Harrison and also uh, Tim Anderson. Shout out to the Chicago White Sox for having that only black combination out of all the teams that's the only one who has a starting shortstop and second baseman so i love to see what josh harrison has brought to this team i i think he fits perfectly a big uh personality big personality but also he just seems like he's a baller a stud so uh, you know speed he brings speed and he he made a play at second yesterday with phenomenal he was playing on the left side of the back you know, he was, they were playing a right hitter, a uh, right, uh, yeah, right hitter to pull the ball. And he just chipped it right up to second base. Abreu covered the ball, uh, covered the back, and Harrison went all the way from the shortstop position to his natural position at second base, was able to get to the ball and still throw him out. So that was just effort and seeing the ball off the bat. So I love what the White Sox are doing. I love um, the dynamic of the season. We got to add a few more pitchers. Don't get rid of none of our guys. I, let me say this. Vaughn, it has to be an amazing price to get rid of Vaughn. So I'm not getting rid of Vaughn. Um, Gavin Sheets, I, I, I don't want to get rid of him. But, I mean, again, the price has got to be pretty good. I think the White Sox have some studs when it comes to the farm system and when it comes to our young boys. So just our young men, continue to watch out for the White Sox. They're losing right now, Lost, in the, gave up another run. It's the top of the eighth, uh, no out. So Seattle is up to bat, and it's 5-1 right now. So uh, check that game out if you can. Uh, but uh, we want to close this one out. We want to close it out with the, with the series, getting a W on the series. But, you know, we can't win every game. So shout out to the White Sox. I'm still a fan. I'm still riding for y'all. Hey, the ship is in our view. We, it's all about the ship this year, bro. If we're not going for the ship, I don't know what we're doing. So get on the bandwagon right now. If you're not a White Sox fan, you're a Cubs fan, sorry for you. <laughs> but White Sox are nothing over here, man. Get on the bandwagon. It's always time, and there's always room for Sox fans. And that's the end of the third quarter. When I come back, of course, I'm going to close the show out with everyone's favorite sep subject, and that's the top five. That's next here on a go-to guide, sportstimeschicago.com. Top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. Let's go to my top five. This is the go-to guide's top five of the week. Boom, 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 boom. Yo, we are back here in the building with your boy Space. And for the go-to guys here, man, shout out to my partner, my late partner, MC with that epic voice. You heard him on there. You're now listening to the go-to guys on SportstownChicago.com. Shout out to him, man. Rest in peace. Long live Mr. One More Round. But 
Follow me on my social media platforms. Follow me on Twitter at I am the real space. Follow me on Instagram at I am the real underscore space. And go ahead and follow the go-to guys at go-to guys radio on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, we'd like to welcome all of our listeners from the Under the Hood podcast with Sir Jonathan Hood. Who, who, who? We thank y'all. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Y'all already know what it is. Time for that epic top five. This week, hmm. This top five is inspired by a show that I follow, uh, Cap and Jay Hood. Shout out to them on ESPN. They come on Monday through Fridays here in, in uh, Chicago, 7 to 10. Uh, but this was inspired by a question that they asked. And that question was, Suzuki from the Chicago Cubs, is he the most, how did they put it? Most anticipated rookie in Chicago sports. So is he the biggest rookie in Chicago sports? Not performance, but the hype. Is he the biggest rookie in Chicago sports? And when I thought about it, I said, of course not. Hell no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I said, there's no way Suzuki can be the most anticipated. What? Athlete in Chicago sports? Rookie? No way. I, but again, I'm a Sox fan. So that made me think about this. What are... The top five rookies in Chicago sports since the GOAT. So since Michael Jeffrey Jordan as a rookie, <laughs> since he was drafted, who has been the most influential rookies in Chicago sports? It's a tough question, and I know I'm going to miss a lot. How can you narrow down and get five out of that? I mean, we're talking a long time, but I'm talking about my list. This is my list. I would love for y'all to send me a message on my platform. Let me know what who makes your top five list. Who are the most influential and anticipated rookies in Chicago sports since the GOAT? So, I'll kick things off. I'm going to show the Cubs some love with this one. Some people might say Kerry Wood. Some people might say, uh, I, I do agree that it could be Chris Bryant. I, I'm not a Cubs fan, but I, I like some of the players. Chris Bryant, his play on the game, uh, his play in the game, and his work off the field was just was great. He's a, he's a fan favorite in Chicago. And then also, he had an outstanding rookie season, which he ended up winning rookie of the year. So... With numbers like that, with his play, and uh, he's playing a dominant position over that third base. So I'm going to go with Chris Bryant as one of the most influential rookies uh, in Chicago sports. Two. I'm going to go Tim Anderson. You know, I'd, I got to go T.A., man. T.A. is something special. You know, I want to go to Jose Abreu, but I'm, I'm going to go T.A., T.A., what he does for the Sox as a whole, he's always in, in the tops when it comes to slugging in the league. He's always top 10 in batting average in the league. He's always uh, top five in best shortstops in the league. So, I mean, just... And then when he's out of the lineup, you see how much of a dip we take. You know, that he's leadoff. So, that he, to be a leadoff hitter, you set the mold for the whole team. So T.A., I believe, is so influential to Sox, to, to the White Sox, but also to Chicago sports. So I'm going to go T.A. Tim Anderson. 
Number three, and this is not in order, but this, you know, I'm just giving you my my people. Patrick Kane. Yeah, yeah, I said it, Patrick Kane. Uh, as a rookie, I think he was just dominant, you know? I, I think he was a dominant uh, a player out there on the hot, on the ice hockey, you know? Just, just dominant for us when it came to the Blackhawks. I mean... Jonathan Thames was was dominant also. Those two combinations was absolutely great. But Kaner, what he did was just epic. You know, the numbers that he put up, the amount of goals that he put up as a rookie was just phenomenal. So, you know, you normally don't come straight into hockey and excel the way he did. But Kane has is a fan favorite, uh, big time. And he's a legend here in Chicago. So I, I'm going to go with Patrick Kane. And he won us a Stanley Cup. So I'm going to go with Patrick Kane. Number four. I want to say Scotty. I wanted to say Scotty Pippen. And he might be one of the most epic uh, rookies since Mike. He might be there, but he's not on my list. So, give me your list again, but he doesn't make my list. I'm going D. Rose. How can you not say Derek Rose? I mean, just MVP, uh, rookie of the year? Stop playing. Just all-stars how many all-stars did D Rose make you know what I'm saying if it wasn't for injuries he would have been one of the greatest point guards to ever do it when it came to athleticism and just he was a hawk on defense he did have good defense uh but just he could jump out the gym and he had no fear now granted he got injured it caused him it it, it damaged his game a little bit he no longer became a high flyer uh he, he he doesn't go to the hole as explosive and as strong and forceful as he's used to so you know it injuries happen but he's still a dominant player and when it comes to Chicago sports I thought Derrick Rose was definitely uh more influential one of the one of the top influential people since the goat and then lastly who makes this list <laughs> How can you not go Justin Fields? What? I'm not going to talk about his play last year. That's not what I'm saying. Because it ain't all his fault. There's some of the schemes, some of Matt Nagy, some of the line. So I'm not going to say his, his play. But the anticipation, a black quarterback here in Chicago, we ain't seen one since who? Dustin <laughs> Culpepper at the end of his career, Warm Moon? Well, you know what I'm saying? We ain't seen. Stop. <laughs> to have a, the hype. I mean, I believe he had the number one, two, and three jersey sales in, in the NFL last year, you know, for all three colors. So just to, to know the hype that everybody, that's not just Chicago. That's the world who's looking at Justin Fields and saying, what, Chicago drafted a black quarterback? And, and not just anybody, but a talented quarterback. I mean, his IQ when he left college was higher than uh, Patrick Mahomes. So that's saying something, you know, his his ability on the field has to match up. But again, that's not all his fault. We're definitely going to see how he plays this year under the new regime. <laughs> and we're just we're still hoping Ryan and Pace, Ryan and Matt are our football guys. We're still hoping it's still the same name, but it's different last names. We're hoping that Matt Eberflus and Ryan Pose comes in and just change the dynamic of and the direction of this football team. So that's my top five. Justin Fields cleans it up. And I would love to hear from you guys. Let me know who makes your top five. And wherever you're calling from, if you want to use that city, that's fine. What are the top five influential rookies in your city? I did Chicago. That's where I'm from. So, I'd love to hear from you guys. And with that being said, 
that's the end of my show. Man, I appreciate y'all for rocking with your boy. Once again, shout out to my boy Fur who called in from Kentucky and he was my guest on the line. But it was been a great show. I have fun. And until next time, I'm out of here. Peace. <laughs>